Hey, this is Terry Walters, and today we'll be mapping clean eating on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix Special Nutrition Therapy Series, where we're going to dive into the approaches, practices, dietary theories, and healing foods that have been used in the most successful practices across the globe and throughout history. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. The 15-Minute Matrix is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons which highlight the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition, and that's the functional matrix. The functional nutrition matrix reminds us of three very important factors in clinical care. Everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Terry Walters. Terry is at the forefront of the clean eating lifestyle movement and is dedicated to sharing her knowledge and passion to eat clean and live well. She's the best-selling cookbook author of Clean Food, Clean Start, and most recently, Eat Clean, Live Well. She is a James Beard Foundation Award finalist, recipient of the Nautilus Gold and Silver Book Awards, and recipient of the World Gourmand Second Best Vegetarian Cookbook in the World Award. Terry is a highly sought after educator, consultant, and speaker, and works extensively as a clean food chef and advocate for healthy change in the way we eat and live. Her work inspires and empowers us to make positive changes for our health and the health of our environment. So let's get started talking clean eating. Terry, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk about clean eating, and you're the person I wanted to speak to because this can be confusing for people. So can you start us out how you define clean eating? Of course. It is actually quite simple. It is just the foods that are minimally processed so that we can access the maximum nutrition. And I try and make it as easy as possible for people. So it's a foundation. It's not a diet. Mm. It's a spectrum that helps them see where they fall and how they can make healthy choices. So all the colors of the rainbow, you know, this is not news to people, all right. the colors of the rainbow, um, all the taste, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, pungent, superfoods, not necessarily the category of foods, but the superfood that's unique to your constitution. So that might be whatever taste or color you're not getting. And of course, a healthy dose of fermented foods for microbiome and gut health and what I think of as the first brain. So minimally processed for maximum nutrition. There's no judgment. Uh, there's not a lot of rigidity. Uh, it's really just about giving people a framework to use to make the best choices that they can, one healthy choice at a time. And 
as most people, you know, recognize, we don't always make the choice that's in the best interest of our nutrition. So um, that's why I really think it's important to go one choice at a time. It is, we do the best that we can. Yeah, I, I think why it's so important to talk about this with you is that we're a culture that's either eating a standard American diet or eating these diets that can be quote unquote healing diets that can lead to deprivations of their own that can really deprive the body of the nutrients it needs. And I love that you talk about this as a foundation because it's a foundation that we all actually need to establish with each and every client or patient. Do you talk to your clients about our ancestry and how we used to eat and kind of getting back to their basics? As a matter of fact, I do. And I think that um, you said something that I really want to highlight, which is it is unique for each and every patient. That foundation, so, uh, you know, clean, eating a clean diet might look completely different for one person than the other. And what right. goes into that could be their background, you know, their makeup cellularly, right? The foods that they grew up with, their blood type might be part of that. Um, their resources are really important to consider. What they're capable of doing, what they gravitate towards naturally. Like if I want it to be doable and I want to bring them on a journey and I want them to most importantly listen to their bodies and how they are reacting to the changes and the foods that they're bringing in. And that could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be intellectual. It's wide ranging and different for each person. I call it like my little black dress theory, right? Mm. Like I, there are so many of these quote unquote diets out there and, you know, they are all um, valid information and others that other information that might not apply to your unique constitution. Um, but, you know, I could take somebody else's little black dress and put it on <laughs> and, you know, it'll fit me you know, okay, and maybe I have to um, take it up because I'm a little short and <laughs> let it out in other places, right? But it's the same concept. So I, I like um, people, I, I love when a client is educated um, and trying on lots of little dresses. I just want them to understand that how it fits them might be different. So pull the information that works for you and move on to the next thing and let go of the information that doesn't feel like it's working. You know, don't, don't try and force yourself to fit in somebody else's definition. It's such a good way and a playful way to talk to our clients and patients about this, Terry. I, I think about what you're saying with the black dress. I used to say this about yoga. Like if you haven't found a yoga class you like, you just have to keep trying. Like there is a teacher, there is a style. Same thing with a baby sling. I mean, it's a long time ago since my, <laughs> my boy was in a baby sling almost 20 years, but like, I always felt like you have to just get the right fit and then it works. You can't just say, oh, I tried that thing and it doesn't work. It wasn't the right shape or the right fit for your body or all these other things can be in place. And I also call what you're talking about functional empathy, because you're really bringing a true understanding of each and every person to the forefront of the conversation, as opposed to glossing over who they are with some sort of dietary theory. Can you speak into some different cases that you've encountered where clean eating looked really differently for two individuals or two populations that you spoke to? Oh, absolutely. You know, first of all, 
I've worked with so many people who have sensitivities to food. So that alone, right, <laughs> right that alone, um, we'll have one person, you know, eating uh, dark leafy greens and the other avoiding them. My daughter just had a food sensitivity test and couldn't even believe when it came back showing that, um, you know, lettuce was, um, you know, four plus, uh, highly reactive and, and her gut couldn't handle it. And she looked at me and she said, lettuce? <laughs> and uh, said, yeah, I guess so, you know. And so um, everybody is different in that regard. Children have different needs. Athletes have different needs. I work Correct. with a lot of distance runners, some who want to have meats and animal protein and, and others who want to stay vegan. So um, I, I look at all of them like um, big puzzles, right? Um, but the most important piece of that puzzle is the individual and listening to their body and seeing what works for them. So there are countless factors. Um, but what's important to me is that they're heard, right. that clients are heard, um, because there's nothing worse. And I see a lot of people who come from doctor's offices and they said, follow this diet, yep. right? And, they're, and they throw up their hands and say, what do I do? So, you know, paralysis by analysis, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> um, and so my feeling is let's just take one step forward. Let's one step at a time and keep moving. And you might find yourself going in the wrong direction and that's okay because we can auto-correct, right? <laughs> you yep. know, we can, we can adjust. And, um, I really try to encourage clients to uh, journal, uh, with in whatever way works for them, even if it's not a everyday kind of thing, because sometimes it can get a little carried away, but um, as a, a form of checking in, and maybe it's a once a week, or maybe it's at the end of each day, but I'm really trying to piece together how foods are making them feel and, you know, the progress that they're making. Yeah, there's so many things you're saying that I just really want to applaud. And it comes down to the process of slowing down the change so that the results are sustainable. And in relation to what you said about clients or patients coming out of the doctor's office with a diet, I always say dietary change is not a handout right? It's, it's a <laughs> life change. It's huge. And what I really appreciate is that the reframe you're providing in this conversation today, and I want people to hear this loud and clear because people think learning nutrition is about learning dietary theory. And learning nutrition is not learning dietary theory. Learning nutrition is unique to each and every individual. And the umbrella that you give us, Terry, about it being clean, but then identifying clean for each person is really phenomenal because it gives us the theory that we need to hang our hook on. The theory is clean and you defined clean for us and how that then translates to each individual, both in what it looks like and how it unfolds is going to be different. Right. It's, you know, that how it translates is um, really interesting. And I use oats as an example for people because so many people eat oatmeal in one form or another. And, you know, moving close to the source doesn't mean necessarily sitting down next to the plant. And I try to right up front dispel the myth that unprocessed food is the best way to go because sometimes processing actually allows us to access increased nutrition, right? Like fermentation is a perfect example of, of right. a processing. process 
stress, Mm -hmm. right, that um, increases nutritional value, can neutralize non-nutritive components or even harmful components that are naturally found in food. So, you know, I I always say if you're eating the like rip open the package and um, add hot water and poof, there's your oatmeal with everything in it and you move one step closer to the source, perhaps just make the oatmeal and add your own additives, you are actually making a clean choice. And somebody else might be making whole oat growths, but that one step for you is it could have pretty significant health benefits. And so I don't see any value in judging ourselves for the food choices we make. We judge ourselves for so many other things. We can take the pressure off food. And you asked about clients. And I think, you know, sometimes people come to me and they're looking, how can I change my diet to improve my life? And we sit down and we look at family history and we look at what's, you know, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what what are their health goals? And they may have nothing to do with diet. Right. <laughs> you know, so we fall on it sometimes too, because it's right there, because we tend to eat emotionally or or it's easy. Right, <laughs> it's easy right. to grab something. Um, so I think that's a really important consideration too. And you also talked about slowing down, which is critical in all that we do, right? We can't make a healthy choice in any aspect of our life if we're going fast forward. And um, to that, you know, diet, it's a practice, just like meditation is a practice. And when you can breathe into it and, and hold some intention, it allows us long enough when we're making that choice to understand that we are making a choice right? Like if you're just grabbing something and running out, right? Like we have to think, what is the need we're filling here? Is it nutritional? Is it habitual? So slowing down and um, meditation for that reason, I think sometimes is probably one of the greatest enablers to changing your diet is just the practice of slowing down and setting intention, breathing into your choices. So fascinating. I know a lot of my students will say, well, the non-negotiables for eating clean are not eating refined sugar, gluten, and dairy. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like mm-hmm. when I talk about who comes into our clinic, that's a different story than who your clientele might be. So I'll have students come forward and say, I scare people away when I say that. I'm like, of course you do. Like people aren't ready for that. We have to slow this process down. And what I'm looking at the matrix right now, Terry, and I'm thinking about how the things you talked about really bring us into the center of the matrix where food feeds physiology. So we look at the gastrointestinal area in the soup portion of the matrix, and we can think about those fermented foods. We can think about our prebiotic foods. We go to immune and inflammatory balance. I mean, I'm going to hand this over to you, but just what's coming to mind for me is how we put food categories in each of these areas. Immune and inflammatory, we eat the foods that aren't inflammatory for our body. We can also increase foods like berries and eat turmeric and eat those different foods all the way around environmental. You talked about where the food comes from. I'm going to shut up, but you see what I'm doing here? Like we can say put food in each of these categories. 
Yeah, and I think one of the things I love about this as well, about the um, matrix, is the environmental inputs, the stress, the energy production, detoxification. Like a lot of these are addressed just by eating, you know, as locally grown as we can and in season, right? Yes. Because Mother Nature gives us what we need yes. to be strong, to boost our immune system or, or cleanse whatever the season is, right? In the season that we're in. Yes. So, you know, in the summer, we're experiencing this right now. My garden, you know, all, everything that was above ground is dying back. And all of that energy is going down into the ground, into the roots. And um, soon I'll be harvesting the roots. And those roots, those grounding roots will give me immune support going into yes. the fall. And my heart, you know, my dark leafy greens are becoming more hearty and even sweeter as I move in towards to winter um, and start to get close to that first frost. So, so that's really important too. And and also, you know, uh, around this entire matrix, what I just love is it is life. Yes. Right? And um, when we. Um, when we fail to address or acknowledge that we haven't checked all the boxes, it, we tend to depend on others to pick up the slack. And so I, I just think the matrix itself is such a great reminder that you're a whole person. And sometimes we put too much pressure on food, you know, to heal everything. Right. And um, that reminder that, you know, our emotions, our connection, especially yes. right now, our connection to community and to family or relationships. Um, these all are as nourishing and sometimes more nourishing than food. And they really um, warrant the same amount of effort and slow conscious choice making. Yeah, everything is so important. Everything is connected and all things are important. Terry, I have one final question for you. And it's kind of a funny one. But how to get so smart about food. And I mean that seriously, because it takes people a lot of time to realize and recognize the comprehension that we have to bring to dietary change. And I teach it every day, but I just want to remark, like, where did this innate intuition come from for you? Oh, that is so nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's an um, innate intuition or um, being conscious on a very long journey for healing myself, mm. my family. Um, but more than anything, as I have been in this career for the last 20 plus years, I, I think what attracts me the most to it is listening to people and making healthy choices accessible making it fun, making it delicious. You know, when I had a health scare in my very early 20s, someone said, you know, you have to eat kale and you have to eat brown rice. And <laughs> um, and I you know, tasted it and said, oh, there's got to be a way to make this like what they call real food delicious. And I, I was already you know, had been raised in a house where everything was, as we used to say, then made from scratch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so I, I think that's the fun part of it to me is that diet, nutrition, addressing our health through those venues, I think is intimidating for so many people. And food should nourish all of our senses. It should nourish mind, body, soul. It should smell delicious. You know, I, I remember as a kid, 
I'd, I'd be doing my homework in the other room and my mouth would be watering, mm-hmm. waiting, you know, knowing what my mother was cooking in the kitchen. And that's an experience, believe it or not, that many people don't have anymore because we don't take the time to feel that. We don't take time to anticipate, right? Or we eat on the go. Um, so I really enjoy um, waking people up to the fact that it can be fun, that there are a lot of ways to get there. It doesn't have to be kale and brown rice. <laughs> right. You know, that we can work within the scope of their tastes, their needs it, to reach their goals. And I find that very nourishing and rewarding myself. So uh, in, innate or not, It is deep, nourishing, connecting work. Mm, I love it, Terry. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Andrea. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15-Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified by email each week about our podcast releases, head on over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. Also, please feel free to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, and who you'd like to hear next on the podcast. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com.